That was an Argentinian tango by Zaymar Odongo. That leads us into the next story. Raymond E. Lee is a New Zealander who left his Bay of Islands home a number of years ago to visit Buenos Aires for a 10-day retreat and he's never returned home. He fell in love with the people and the culture, living on the opposite side of the earth. He now runs Biking Buenos Aires, a unique touring company. He shares with Bridget Leslie his wealth of local knowledge, including how Buenos Aires got its name. Ray, you and I have one thing in common. We're both from Down Under. Too right we are. <laughs> You're from the higher end, right? I'm an upper-class Australian. <laughs> so, I'm from, so I'm from New Zealand, obviously. New Zealand. <laughs> well, it's beautiful. I've been there. You go from New Zealand to Argentina, and right now you're on TV, your own tour company. We'll talk a bit about that. Clearly passionate about South American cuisine. Where does the journey start for you? Uh, for me, the journey started way back, more than a decade ago, 15 years ago when I, had, I basically threw all my, all my toys out of the cot and decided that I, I basically sold out of my company that I had back in Wellington and went to search of well, what I call a journey of purpose discovery, if you like. So, okay, take strip everything back from life. So get rid of all the, all the trappings, which I had, and go, okay, I want to go travel. I want to meet people, and I want to find what's really important to me. What is it that drives me? What is it? What is my purpose, you know? And I think that purpose, or some people like to call it a dream, is something that today it's really difficult for, for people to sort of even think about these things because they're wound up in the day-to-day sort of going to work, work to home, home work, work to home, looking for that money or chasing that money so that they can basically survive. So I was in a fortunate position. I had the money and I was like, okay, it's obviously for me, it's not about the money. What is it about? And um, so that led me to a world trip, a couple of few adventures in there, and eventually diverted to Argentina to, uh, to do a 10-day silent retreat. And I just stayed. And that was the beginning of very many adventures. Absolutely. Well, it has to, there, have been, there have been one or two adventures along the way, for sure. And the current city you're in is? Okay, I'm coming, I, I like to say, because I'm from the Bay side, not the A side, so I'm from the Bay of Plenty, North Island of New Zealand, and I'm as far away, exactly opposite on the planet as possible, over here in Buenos Aires, Argentina. Okay, now you pronounce that really quickly, so help us, help us pronounce Buenos Aires. Oh, that was that was perfect, Bridget. <laughs> okay, I, mean, I pass. That, yeah, you pass in flying colours. It's two words: Buenos Aires or Buenos Aires, if we want to put the put our twang on it, and it means good airs, and it's a sailing expression. So this was one of the, or this was the city was the first one of the first founded cities in South America by the by the colonialists, uh, the Spanish colonialists, way back in the 1500s. So what brought them here was the good air. So this city was originally known as Nuestra Señora de Santa Maria de Buenos Aires, Sainted Mother Buenos Aires. You touched on a bit of culture there, and the city in itself has a rich expression of various cultures because of the huge migration, influx, uh, Italian influence. Um, You've got uh, the city being famous for tango, the forbidden dance. Take us through a highlight reel of some of the cultures you've experienced. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, this influx of, of cultures is what I was partially, I think, why I feel so comfortable here. The culture is very close to, it's, it's a very family-oriented culture. Obviously, a lot of that comes from the, uh, the Italian background of these six million people that landed here over the course of three years. Predominantly, they were Spanish and Italian. But then, of course, you also had the Polish and the Russians. The Lebanese were here briefly. Uh, Germans. There's there's a real big mix of people. I think probably even a few Australians popped in here somewhere along the line. So for me, I like the warmth that this family-oriented culture has, obviously coming from more of a um, we what we're referred to as cold uh, Anglo-Saxon culture. For me, I quite like it here. There's a lot of similarities with the Maori culture because it's tribal. And of course, there's the indigenous cultures here, which are, which are um, extensive, although not as, as not as populated as, as they once were. So yeah, the culture of the, the people, uh, the culture of the city, which is very, very cosmopolitan and very different to any other city in South America. Also very similar in a lot of ways to Europe. And there's so much going for it in the city. There's so much. Um, I don't, I think last time I, I mentioned to you, there was a, uh, a South American author known as Luis Borges, who is famous for a literary style called magical realism. So basically a point in history, and he builds a wonderful story around it. He describes the porteños, or the people of the port of Buenos Aires, as Italians who speak Spanish. They dress French. They have the egos of the Americans, but secretly they want to be British. <laughs> yeah, that always made me laugh. That's awesome. <laughs> but uh, he's got a point there. I don't know if Americans will agree, agree with us uh, on the ego line, but hey, we can test that theory out. Um, the tango, forbidden dance because? Wow, forbidden because like when, uh, like when you had this clash of cultures coming mm. in, um, basically people were devoid of their home culture. So what they had to fall back on was their music and their language wasn't much use to them because everybody's speaking a different language. So out on the streets, whilst there was a lot of unemployment, there was a lot of people waiting and hanging out on the streets. So I think it was one woman for every seven to nine guys in the city. This is at the turn of the century, like around 1900s, yeah? Mm -hmm. And um, so... Of course, there's no women to dance with, so the guys are out sort of on the, during the day just hanging out, and they're, they're dancing with each other, or they're doing judo, judo, and they're trying to show off to the other guys. So, of course, when the pretty young things coming down from the wealthy neighborhood of Santelmo, which was the wealthiest neighborhood in South America at one point, they would see these guys embracing on the street, and it was like Victorian times, so it was outrageous. So it did become known as the, the forbidden dance. It's, re it's really interesting how that dance in itself has evolved and um, influenced other uh, dance styles uh, just across the world. Your tour company offers a city tour. So if somebody was coming in to the city for just 24 hours, what tour from your website would they, you recommend and what would they be seeing? Well, I mean, the city is flat and it's beautiful. so. Really, anywhere that uh, we lead people around the city depends pretty much on, one, how much time they've got and their own particular interests. We kind of consider ourselves more or less at the crossroad of plural, pluralities, if you like. 
And um, we we like to think of ourselves as the energy that helps to propel and transform people uh, whilst they're here. So the best thing to do is, I mean, we have a lot of people that come straight off a 14-hour flight. They leave the bags with us and they jump on a jump on a bike and they ride for the rest of the afternoon. So that's one way of beating beating jet lag. So there's so much to see. We, we take people all the way up into the Tigre Delta, bike, biking, kayaking, training, or we can take them into the south oldest part of the city or up into the parks, which is in the northern neighborhoods of the city. Really, there's, there's something for everybody. I mean, even, we're having a lot of families at the moment. And so the park systems are great for the families because it is a bit busy, busy city. But having said that, we have more than 300 kilometers worth of bike lanes, so we're we're pretty we're we're on the we're on the right track here. I think definitely seeing the city by bike is the way to go. Oh, absolutely! And you touched you touched on purpose at the very beginning of the talk when you mentioned that you were um, you ditched your job and then you started on this journey. So I take it you found your purpose then, Ray. Um, for me, the purpose journey is its something that I'm probably never really going to solve or complete 100%, but um, definitely um, definitely, I've always been very, very interested in, in people and getting to understand how what makes us tick as people. So for me, working with Biking Buenos Aires and Urban Biking is a really nice way for me to be outdoors. So I'm getting the exercise rush, I'm getting the people rush, and I'm getting to, to share my perspective of what it is that, that makes this, this city tick. And so my purpose, I think, into the future, moving into the future, I see us moving into a lot more of agritourism, so agricultural tourism. This somehow connect in with getting to understand and know better indigenous cultures here as well. I guess, yeah, food food, finance, and yeah, I think, and shelter. These, these are the like real basic stuff, but um, it's something that I can see Biking in Buenos Aires can do if it's biking Berlin or if it's biking Kenya or if it's biking Patagonia. So um, yeah, the world is changing, I think, for the better. And um, the people that travel, that transform themselves, where we are the people that are sort of spreading, we're kind of contagious. You know what it's like when people travel, yeah? It's like, yeah, where are we going to go next? What did you see? What did you see? But unless it's somebody else that's traveled, people don't get it, you know? So sure. what we want to do is we want people to get their bums on seats with us so that we can help them get it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, explore the world with you for sure. Uh, now, it is a biking tour company. So any tips for people not falling off their bikes? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Well, it's really simple to ride a bike. We all know that. And Einstein says, you know, it's the, the, way, to, the way to live a balanced life is to, to keep moving. So you need to smile on your face. You need to keep pedaling. And you need to look into the distance where you want to go. And it's the same for life, I believe, as it is riding a bike. So if you can keep those three things in mind, movement, vision, and a smile on your face, you can't go too far wrong. Bridget Leslie was speaking there with Raymond Lee in Buenos Aires. This is the Travel Writer Show on J Air 88 FM in Melbourne.